Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 24 of the One for the Money podcast. I am both glad and grateful you have taken the time to listen. In my previous episode, episode 23, I explained how to determine how much you need to have saved for retirement and how to determine if you are on track. And while we often focus on our number that signifies the amount we need to have to retire comfortably, you might be hugely surprised to learn that most retirees die with what I believe to be way too much money and I believe way too few memories. I'm not advocating that we reduce our saving for retirement, but rather that you enjoy the fruits of your labors, both before and during your retirement. So the focus of this episode is what's it all for? In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, I'll share how to spend more and more wisely. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. Albert Einstein famously called compound interest the strongest force in the universe. I love showing people, particularly the young generation, the remarkable growth that can come from small contributions given significant time. It really is astounding. If you invested $5,000 a year for 40 years, it will give you a total of $200,000 invested. And if your investments earned an average rate of return of 10% each year, that $200,000 of total contributions would grow to an astounding $2.2 million. That's 11 times the original investment. And yet, as remarkable as that is, I've found that there is something that actually compounds even better than money. And those are memories. As I mentioned in my introduction, you might be surprised that many retirees don't spend down their money in retirement. According to a study conducted by the Investments and Wealth Institute back in 2018, nearly six in seven retirees only spend down the earnings in their portfolios, meaning they only spent the money generated by their investment portfolios. Examples of this generated money are the dividends and interest you earn. A reminder that dividends are from companies you are invested in who share their profits with you. After all, you are an owner, so you get to share in some of the profits. Interest is when you lend money to companies and governments in the form of bonds. You're acting like a bank. Now back to the topic at hand. Remarkably, 84% of retirees, nearly six in seven, never spend down the money they started their retirement with. The Investment and Wealth Institute calls it the decumulation paradox. As the article goes on to say, these people use their guaranteed income sources, namely Social Security, dividends, interest, earned from their retirement accounts, and don't touch the principal. As the article further points out, among the affluent, those with a liquid net worth of more than $2 million, and among the mass affluent, those with a liquid net worth north of 200000 Many retirees are unnecessarily constraining spending and living well below their means. 
They contend that behavioral biases and predispositions prevent individuals from making optimal spending decisions in retirement. The article references other studies and notes that most people match their spending with their income, being their social security and interest and dividends from their investments to their spending, and that when their expenses increase, they decrease their spending accordingly. In fact, many retirees actually save money in retirement and don't spend it. I've seen that in my own practice. And according to the research, retirees with more than $100,000 of assets actually save 38% of their income. I'll include a link to the articles in the show notes. This begs the question as to why people die with so much money. Maybe you think it's because they want to leave a legacy. But according to a survey conducted by the Insured Retirement Institute, 48% of people prioritize a comfortable standard of living, while only 3% view leaving a legacy as their primary goal. The only other double-digit financial goal was protecting current level of wealth at 28%. So most of people's goals in retirement are a comfortable standard of living and protecting their current level of wealth. The rest of the financial goals that they had were to minimize taxes, better manage market risk, fund college, improve cash flow, and aggressively grow wealth, or some charitable giving. But all of those were between 1% and 6%. Based on my research and the experience in my practice, I believe there are two primary reasons that people don't spend as much as they could. The first is that they've always been in a saving mode, and it's really hard to switch to a spending mode, especially when you no longer have a salary to support you. Everything is depending upon that nest egg. It's a reason why people with guaranteed sources of income, pensions, and annuities spend more in retirement. Now, I believe there are better ways to spend more than using an annuity, but it shows what an impact this can have. The second reason is what I would call the just-in-case expense. Just in case our kids need some money, just in case I have a medical expense, or just in case I have an extended long-term care event. It seems we all know of an Aunt Sally that had dementia for 10 years, and we financially plan according to our worst-case scenarios. However, there are ways to plan for these scenarios without sacrificing your ability to make memories both now and in retirement. That's where I have provided some of the most help to clients when I give them the peace of mind to spend on what they want to achieve so they can make the memories that can last literally lifetimes. Because when you make memories with your kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids, they will last lifetimes. But of course, you need to have a plan so that your fears of running out of money don't leave you with the much worse feeling of regret. As Mark Twain said so well, as he often does, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. Now that regret that you would experience would come from things that you didn't do. And there was a hugely popular blog post written in 2009 by the palliative care nurse named Bronnie Ware, which was entitled Regrets of the Dying. By 2012, it had been read over 8 million times. And here are some of her words. 
I was with patients for the last three to 12 weeks of their lives. Every single patient found their peace before they departed. Every single one of them. When questioned about any regrets they had or anything they would do differently, common themes surfaced again and again. Here are the most common five. The first was this. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. This was the most common regret of all. When people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. It is very important to try and honor at least some of your dreams along the way. From the moment that you lose your health, it is too late. Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. The second regret of the dying was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Oh, that's pretty powerful. This came from every male patient that Bronnie Ware had nursed. She goes on to say, they missed their children's youth and their partner's companionship. Women also spoke of this regret, but as most were from an older generation, many of the female patients had not been breadwinners. All of the men I had nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of work existence. The last three regrets of the dying were, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And the final one was, I wish that I had let myself be happier. As Bronnie Ware finished her blog with, life is a choice. It is your life. Choose consciously. Choose wisely. Choose honestly. Choose happiness. And I myself would add, choose memories. As I explained and will explain again in the next section, most retirees die with too much money. And as Bronnie Ware noted, too many regrets. Some are nervous to spend, but with the right planning that accounts for multiple scenarios, you can have the peace of mind to spend both now and in retirement to make those amazing memories, achieve your dreams, and have a life with less regret. There is another great quote I have enjoyed, and it is this, risk is the tariff paid to leave the shores of predictable misery, but with the right planning, that risk can be greatly mitigated. Thanks for listening. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to today's tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, where I will share a tip on how to spend more and more wisely. To reiterate that you won't run out of the money, I'll share the following analysis. If a retiree starts with a 4% initial withdrawal rate adjusted each year for inflation in a 60-40 portfolio, that's 60% allocated to stock investments, 40% allocated for bond investments. If that was analyzed in any particular 30-year historical scenario going back to the 1870s, it's exceptionally rare that the retiree finishes with less than they started with at the end of that 30-year time horizon. Only a small number of wealth paths finish below the starting principal threshold. In fact, overall, the retiree finishes with more than double their starting wealth in a whopping two-thirds of the scenarios. So two out of every three times with a 4% withdrawal rate, you're going to end with double the amount 
you started with. And it's more likely to finish with five times your starting amount than it is to finish with less than your starting principle. So how do you spend more and more wisely? Well, with a detailed plan. With an analysis of your current cash flow, income, expenses, savings rate, and taxes, along with your current assets, such as your investments, real estate, etc., you can project if you're on track to achieve your goals of making memories both now and in retirement. It's way easier to walk the cobblestone streets of Europe in your 40s and 50s than, of course, in your 70s. Alternatively, for those younger, you can take the automatic millionaire approach. Live within your means, max out your retirement and HSA contributions, avoid unnecessary debt at all costs, literally, and save for near-term goals, and then feel free to spend the remainder. Anyway, I really want to encourage you to make those memories both now and in the future. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you found this helpful. And if you have any questions about early retirement or planning in general, feel free to schedule a meeting with me at betterplanningbetterlife.com. And remember... Better life is a result of better planning. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.